Hi, this is Gary Washburn, pastor of Grace Tabernacle. Thank you for tuning to our podcast today. Our hope is that this message inspires you and builds your faith. For more information about Grace Tabernacle and our ministries, please go to gracetab.org and like us on Facebook. Now, may the message feed your soul. Please stand to your feet and welcome the man of God, Pastor Paul I. Thank you. Play by seated. Play be seated. Well, good evening, Florida, and good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> well, we are uh, 6.45 in Vietnam right now. Okay, you want to see me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because my size, it's okay. <laughs> you want to print it out? Okay. I'm afraid you cannot see me downstairs. <laughs> Great. Are you can still see me? <laughs> wow. It's our joy to be here with you tonight. I uh, really appreciate Reverend Paula Burton. We know each other for about 20 years when we joined the fellowship in uh, Laurel, Maryland. And uh, we meet at least once a year for our harvest gathering. And since she moving here, she contact with Pastor Gary, and um, she connect us and bring us here. And Ruth and I, we feel family welcome. And in past two days, my belly growing, so that's why I had to wear the suit to conceal my belly. <laughs> Normally, I don't wear a suit because um, I travel a lot and. Um, I don't want to be a religious. I only wear a suit when it's cold. Uh, but tonight, my wife told you better wear your suit to conceal your belly, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here tonight. I wonder how many of you here are veteran, for general, veteran. Okay, okay, well, we have number. Thank you so very much, okay. Now, I would like to do two things before I share the Word of God. Uh, number one, I would like to recognize Vietnam veteran. So if you Vietnam veteran, come to this side. And if you are veteran but not Vietnam, stand this side. Because we have some gift for you and we want to present to you. If you're Vietnam veteran, stand on my left. And if you are veteran but not Vietnam, stand on my right. Because um, we want to recognize you and present you a gift tonight. Okay, wonderful. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Get on the coming again. Okay. Okay. Fifty years ago, you left this wonderful nation went all the way to Vietnam. You brought to us peace, hope, joy, and democracy. You won every battle in Vietnam. Unfortunately, you lost the war in Washington, D.C. 
we call politics. But in terms of politics and military, you seem lost. But no, you're not. You did not want the war over Washington, D.C., but you want the heart of Vietnamese people. On April 38th of 1975, when the last helicopter get off from American embassy roof in Saigon, you left behind for a very good road, very good factory, very good school, but the best never been told that you came to Vietnam with an M16 rifle. You opened a door for the church in United States sent John 3:16 Bible to Vietnam. And many Vietnamese come to know the truth, and the truth set them free. And I went among them that I share this morning. When you left Vietnam, you did not know what's going on over there. Of course, my brother told me that his friend told him some, but I was there. I was put in prison for 10 and a half years because I'm working with foreigner missionary, with American missionary. So we always told people that American GI went to Vietnam as a foreigner missionary. Because you've been there, the church able to send missionary there. And the people of South Vietnam were upset why you cut and run. It's nothing to do with you, it's not your fault. That's what in, happened in the capital hill. But the North Vietnam people were upset. They are waiting for you to come to liberate them and you not show up. <laughs> and that's the reason why after you left, people wish that you stay there and you come to liberate from the North. But anyway, when you left, we Christian persecute so bad. My father, as a mayor, he worked with many Americans the other day. He was put in jail for eight and a half years because working with America. So that thing, you think is over, but no. Until now, people still remember you. In 2017, I brought a group of 10 pastors, ill to be GI in Vietnam, back to Hanoi, not with M16, but with John 316. We met 20 Viet Cong, and now pastor in the North Vietnam. And we have a wonderful dinner for reconciliation. When we do the communion, the American GI and our pastor hug a Viet Cong, now a pastor, and hand over bread and ask for forgiveness. And a Viet Cong, now a pastor, hand the cup to American GI and our pastor, ask for forgiveness, and they hug each other, impress each other. They are for forgiveness and pray and bless each other. The whole restaurant wondered what going on. So we share with them, they were former enemy, but now they are brother of the same father, and they reconcile. So we say, how can we reconcile? So we let nine staff in the restaurant do the law. And they asked me, when you bring another group, of the Vietnam vet back to Vietnam. 
So I pray for that. And, and because COVID hit it really bad. So that in past three years, everything was shut down. But I pray that God will give you a good health. So one day, you go back over there. But what I have for you today. Our orphanage in Cambodia, they heard the story I told them about you. And they made a very special bricklick for you. You see the flag. I think you can recognize the flag of South Vietnam, red and yellow. They want to put this in your wrist. And here they say, thank you, Vietnam veteran. This is not a medal, but an honor from Vietnamese people. And beside that, they want to present to your wife another thing that's very special. You remember mountain your people up the mountain, okay? They grow the cotton, they go to jungle, they dig the root of the tree, they boy come out different color, they dye it. And mountain your people are persecuted so much. And they made it to send to you say pray for Vietnam. So as my wife and I will uh, present it to you as a, a token of appreciation. And we'd like to say thank you. Your labor in Vietnam not go vain, but brought the fruit for the kingdom of God in Vietnam. When you left Vietnam, we have less than half a million believers. Now we have more than two million believers, and just everywhere. So we want to present to you, okay, you stuck from that side, I stuck from this side. This is your Bible mark. You can put that for your wife. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. You are very welcome. Thank you so much. Can make a Let him, let him. Stay, I will pray for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's give them a hand, tell them how much we appreciate them.
Sandro. Okay. Even though you are not in Vietnam, but we appreciate you anyway. And we can count that you are a foreigner missionary to any country you have been to. So we want to present this all made by hand by our orphans, orphans in Cambodia. And we say thank you for blessing people over there. You can have that. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Do you have one of this one? Now to you, I would like to bring this message to you. We are glad that you be here and back to United States safely. But 58,000 of your friends didn't make it. So tonight, I would like to join hand with you to pray for their family, their loved one. And you have almost half a million of soldiers returned to the United States with their body but they are lost, some in alcoholics, some in drug, and some because of the curse they receive over there. So they have a broken life. But that's not God, what God planned for them. Jeremiah 29, 11 say, God said, I have a plan for you. My plan not to harm you, but to bless you and prosper you, give you hope and future but devil stolen it. So tonight we join our heart and pray that God will save them and restore them and make them become blessing to the other. And I love for the church to join us to pray. And we pray for anywhere you have been, that's the sweat, the tear, the blood, you and your friends share the donation. We water the seed of hope in the good news to other people, like it happened to me. So I would like to join hand and pray with you. And I love for the creation, just reach your hand to our friends and pray with them on this day. Dear Heavenly Father, and I join my hands and heart with our brother and sister. We just say thank you for creating them 
under your image and blow your spirit into the nose and you declare this is very good creation. Thank you for use their life to be a blessing to many nations, particularly our brother who have been to Vietnam. Many people thought they were in hell with that war. But thank you for bringing them back to America safely, Lord. But tonight, as we join our hand and heart, we remember 58,000 men and women in uniform lost their life in Vietnam. And Lord, we pray Holy Spirit come to comfort their family, encourage them, Lord, and raise them up, Lord. I pray for half million soldiers have been to Vietnam. And when they come back with many nightmares every day of their life, some of them lost under alcoholics or drugs mm -hmm. and many other things. So tonight, I declare that Jesus came mm -hmm. to die for all of their sins. Yes. And Lord, you have a great plan for them. Your plan is not to harm them, but to bless them, prosper them, and give them hope and future. Yes. But devil came to kill, to steal, to destroy. So tonight we declare that Jesus arose from the dead and you pay full price yeah. when you were on the cross. Mm. And you say, it is finished. So based on your promise tonight, mm. I declare mm. the victory upon those the men and women and their family. Yeah. Devil, in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. I command you to move your hands out of the other person. Yes, and I pray, Holy Spirit, hey, with your power, mm. may you touch them, yeah. bring them back into you, to your family, and restore them, yes, and bless them, yes. and make them become blessing to the other. Yes, Father, I declare tonight, mm. devil already defeated, yes, and the victory belongs to Jesus. Yeah. So as we join our hand, we read the banner of Jehovah Nisi yeah. upon their life yeah. and their family law. Yes, I pray that you restore them, mm. bless them, and make them become blessing to the other. Yeah. And Lord, if they have any disease, sickness in their body, mm. we declare tonight Jehovah Rapha, yeah. God our healer. Yeah. We declare that Jesus Christ, when you were hanging on the cross, yes. you wore all of their sickness. Yes. And we declare, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. according to Rome 8, 11, mm. you the one raised the dead body of Jesus back to life. Yes. And Lord, with the power of Holy Spirit, mm. dwell inside of them. Yes. May you restore any part of their body as sickness back to life. And all we come to glorify your name yes. and we declare God's goodness yes. upon their life and their family. Yes. We commit our brother and sister into your hand and we expect that you go to move yes. and transform their life yes. for better and better yes. until we come to reuniting with you yes. on the air. Yes, we give glory to you and we thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. And all you believe say, Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Tell them how much we appreciate them.
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You can go back to your seat, but yeah, after my message, I will have the prayer team will come and pray for you. Yeah. Your name. Yes, Paul. I. This I. Is artificial intelligence. No, I'm real. I'm not artificial. Nothing artificial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real intelligence, not artificial. Really. <laughs> Many people thought my name AI. This is artificial intelligence. I said, no, I'm not artificial. I'm real. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's our joy to be here with you tonight. Thank you very much for coming on Sunday night. Tonight, our team here in the church to join me to pray for you, for your family, for your sickness, for your disease, and whatever happened in your family, we want to pray for you. And I want to show you several verses in the Bible. Okay, let's look for Psalm 56, verse 9. Then my enemies, plural, will turn back and run away when I call for help. By this I know that God is for me. When God created you and me under his image, and he blow his spirit into our nose, he said, very good. And Jeremiah 29, 11, God said, I have a plan for you. In the Bible, it's very clear. God said, my plan not to harm you, but to bless you, to prosper you, to give you hope and future. But unfortunately, devil come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But we still have a good news that Jesus was sent. So now, when God planned to bless us, he knew that devil will come someday, and people will be tempted to follow them. So that's why God prepared. You remember when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and asked Pharaoh to release his people to get out. So Moses asked the Lord, Lord, if they ask me what's your name, how can I answer? And the Lord said, I am thus I am. What that mean? That mean whatever you need, he the one there. All right. For example, if you are worried, no peace. He said, I am Jehovah Shalom, God of your peace. If you are sickness, he said, I am Jehovah Rapha, God your healer. If you are in need, he said, I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider. If you are failure, he said, I am Jehovah Nisi, God of your victory. So whatever you need, God is for you. So in our daily life here on earth, maybe you will face with many different types of attack from enemies, plural. I don't care what kind of the attack devil try to hit you. I have a good news for you. Jehovah, his name, I am, that's I am. That whatever you need, He's there for you. Amen. Amen? Okay. So tonight I will show you why I want to pray for you. Let's go to the next slide. You will see this. This is in Muslim nation. They pray five times a day. In some country, five o'clock in the morning, the big loudspeaker 
wake up the whole community and they pray. But if you look at all the country who believe in their faith, what happened to them? You all know that. We don't want to blame them, but we know that without God, people never have peace, never have love. Amen. Amen? So I don't care how many times you pray a day, but if you pray to a dead God, nothing will happen. All bad things happen. Amen? Okay, now let's go to another slide to see this other country. This is a Hindu. They pray three times a day, and every time they come to pray with their God, they have to bring a lot of food to their God. Thank God, our God not hungry like that. <laughs> so I want to tell you, I don't care how many times you pray, how many food you bring, but if your God a debt, they cannot do anything to you. But we are worshiping a living God. Amen. When we call upon him, and he say, all the enemies will turn back and run away. Hallelujah. Are you excited for that God? That kind of God we serve. Now let's go to the next one. I've shared with you this morning, but in case some of one of you. When I was a witch doctor, I prayed to 3,366 gods. But when I went to the church, Jesus showed up with the power of Holy Spirit. All 3,366 gods ran away. So I lost the battle, but I'm glad, and now I won. Hallelujah. You go to the next slide. When they put me in prison with all politicians, I shared this morning a lot of disgust. But six months later, all the politicians know that nobody can change the life, the heart of people, except Jesus. They turn into Christ. So politic prison become a church. They move into the next one. They put me in a gangster, drug dealer, for life. Three months later, all the men, hopeless, come to Jesus. Hallelujah. They send me to the next one with the girl prostitute. Six months later, they become a church. All witch doctor curse, I can never marry, can never have children, can never have a son to inherit us. God break through the curse and give me a beautiful wife and five children and my son when he was born. All my relatives know that only Jesus is able to break the curse of 3,366 God upon my life. So I don't care how many God they are. We have a living God. And greater he living God than they're all are the dead gods. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then... God bless me with the 12 grandchildren. Okay, bless the Lord. Next one. So, this is the reason why I preach the gospel. After you Vietnam veteran, you left Vietnam, we were persecuted so bad. All our church were taken away. Made the stories. Some of them, they turned the church into toilet. 
that how they destroy. But thank God, we have faith in Jesus. This is one of the pictures of my wife. She cannot get to any house, so she has to go to the rice field. At the lunch break, invite the lady come and share the gospel. And I'm glad to tell you this picture I put here because all of the people in the picture are now pastor and missionary from all over the world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Even though we are persecuted so bad, but because we worship living God. And because he's alive, he can change situation. Communists, they thought they have power. But Jesus is the only one arose from the dead. And he able to change the life and situation of the people. Next slide. All our church were took away, so we have to meet in the jungle. That's where we come to worship. We go way deep in jungle to worship our living God there. Next slide. We do baptize and commune at one o'clock in the morning. When all the police first leave, we have our church ministry. We don't care any time because God we are serving is a living God. Anytime, anywhere, he's there. Next slide. I wear on the DNBN full. How many gentlemen here heard the name DNBN full? Where the Ho Chi Minh and Vong Yap defeated friends. Like proud that there is no any religion in DNBN full. I went there and baptized hundreds of people there. Structured. And now big revival take place in the northern of Vietnam near the border with Laos and China. And that's what happened there. Next slide. Mountain your people. We're not allowed to come to the area. So no any our pastor can come. So I sent Ruth, went to the other woman. So they did not believe that we can have woman pastor. So Ruth went over there and invite woman come to talk about woman topic. And that's how Ruth share the gospel and pray for them and train them. So in the mountain people, most of the pastors are women. Because communists, they think, you know, if pastor, you have to be a male. They never thought that no woman can be ministry. So I'm glad that I believe in the Bible. Amen. Some people believe women have no right to preach, to teach. But Bible say, in Jesus Christ, there is no male or female. No man or woman. All are the same in Christ. So Ruth went over there and this is the woman, disciple them, and they reached out the whole village, from village to village. Under my leadership in Vietnam, two-thirds of my pastor are lady. And they have the fast-growing church. And many other denominations, they come and ask me, Pastor Paul, how can your woman do a great job? I said, oh, you know what? In Vietnam, women love to talk. <laughs> so I train them how to tell story. And all the Bible story. I trained them how to tell story. So they went out and tell story in the Bible and let people do the law. So they saw our just grow. They want to copy, but they don't know how to train the woman. And other women, they went out and tell their own story. They messed up everything. <laughs> so you need to know what is God planned for and how to make disciples. And then, next slide. 
You see, if I were to go to some place that police cannot follow me, I cross a creek or river without a bridge. You know what we do? We cut a tree, fall down from this side to the other side. And I walk through, in Vietnam, they call monkey bridge. <laughs> That's how I cross into the other side to preach. Next slide. In Mekong Delta, I get a boat. Even I'm not Navy, but I had a boat. And that boat, sometimes we baptize inside the boat. You see the big boat, you can feel water in and baptize inside the boat. <laughs> That's how I did. You, you read my book, you see a lot of stories just like that. Okay. The next slide. This is in Myanmar. Ruth and I, we are motorbike from Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar. We travel on a little moped like that. We went from village to village, house to house. And you go to my YouTube poa, you see a lot of video there that we had 32 hours from Western DC to Yangon, the capital of Myanmar, former called Burma. And we get our airplane, get on the bus, 14 hours. When the road was narrow, the bus cannot go through, we hire a small car called taxi, six hours, winding in the jungle. And then when the road becomes very small, we get out and we get a moped like this. We rode for two and a half hours. When so slippery, we cannot ride anymore, we walk for one and a half hour. We get into the, the village. And we get into how we were wet and cold. So we start sharing who we are, why we're here. And we saw a lady laying in a corner of the house like a cat. She said, invite her, come say, no. She had a stroke, she paralyzed for a whole year. See that lay in the corner. So Ruth come and pray for her. With 15 minutes, she able to move. Half hour, she stand up and jump. Next morning, she went out to the community, invite people, came. We have 25 people get saved. We stuck the church. So people made all the video and we put in due tape because we are worshiping a living God. Her God was dead. That's why she spent a lot of offering for her God, but nothing happened. And in my video, YouTube video, you see a lot. A Buddhist monk come in a wheelchair. And after I tell him that I was a Buddhist monk, but Buddha cannot do anything for me because he cannot do anything for himself. Amen. But Jesus is alive. The Buddhist monk jumped out of his wheelchair and he ran into the platform. And you know, when you preach in stadium, 35,000 people, the stadium, the, the platform very tall. He's run up there, he shared his testimony. And he made the altar call, he said, look, I follow Buddha for over 50 years. I was in the wheelchair. Today I give my life to Jesus. I ran away from the wheelchair. If you follow me, today I want you to continue to follow me to Jesus instead of the dead God. Over 3,000 people give their life to Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all on the YouTube. Okay, let's go to the next one. This is the jungle of Africa. Ruth and I, we went to the other tribal. There's no any transportation. We have to walk through the other path to get into the village. But now, many churches are growing over there. Next slide. This is in Laos. Laos is a very strong communist country. 
Number one is North Korea. Number two is China. Number three is Laos. Number four is Vietnam. Number five is Cuba. That's five communist country. But many other countries, they want to copy that style. They want to be socialism and go to communism. And I pray American people will await and know what's going on in the communist country. So anyway, Ruth and I, we went to Laos for Christmas hours. And we led people to the Lord disciple. And I bring one Vietnamese family at the mission to live in Laos. And we expand in church over there. I will be there in the next couple of months. Next one. This answer in Myanmar. You see, young generation, they lost hope. You know what happened in Myanmar right now, right? Since the government are all military, they coup, they put all the government officers in jail and take over government. Young people lost their hope. So we went and we led these young people to the law and disciple them. And this year alone, I plan five new churches among Burmese people in Myanmar. Amen. When people lost hope, we have hope Amen. through Christ. Amen. Because the Bible says when we pray, all enemies will turn back and run away. So nobody dare to go over there. And thank God, Ruth and I were able to go. Some place I cannot tell you how we get there. But God is awesome. Sometimes I just met fun with other missionaries. say, Pastor Paul, how can you get there? We try. I said, you remember Philip? How God transferred Philip from place to place? You need to trust the law. That's how he did. It's very hard for people to believe, but it's in the Bible. You know? So we went there. Next slide. This in Africa. We went to Africa. We start first night with about 11,000. And at the one week, we have more than 50,000 people came every night. And I never see anywhere in the world that people were possessed by demons like in Africa. Even they don't have many altars to worship, though they were evil. But when I start preaching, and then they manifest, show up. But I have experience, so I met a room behind the platform cover. Because you know what? When you start preaching and Holy Spirit show up, and devil will manifest. Yeah. You know why they do that? Because they want to draw attention to them. Yeah. So I have my team already prepared, get them up, print to the room, and cast out demons. And some of them, if you go to my uh, YouTube, you see some video that dress up really nice. But when the devil show up, they roll on the mud like a pig. So we cast them in out. They awake. They walk all night long back to their village. And next day, they bring the whole community come to our next service. And we saw a lot of salvation, deliverance, and then salvation happened. You remember Jesus told his disciples, go, cast out demons, heal the sick, and preach the gospel. Sometimes people only preach the gospel by doctrine, by word, without sigh, accompany it. But you go back with Mark 16. When disciples went out and preached everywhere, God confirmed his word with sigh, accompany it. So living God, will perform miracle and sigh 
accompany with his word. If he worked along with no any sign or wonder or miracle, there's a religion, like many other dead religions. People can argue with you about doctrine, about theology, but they cannot argue with you with the fact that miracle happened. Amen. Amen. The man who by Jesus said, I don't know anything. I know that I will apply, now I see. I didn't know anything. I will crippled, now I can walk. They cannot argue with that. And that's how many people come to Jesus. Next slide. This is in Pakistan. You cannot believe. I went to Pakistan at the time of lockdown, 2021. Everything was locked down. And we show up in Karachi. So when we were there, we pray. And with faith, we went to the governor. And I shared with him my story. And he said, the God I'm serving, send me here. Bring hope to your people while they're hopeless. He said, well, we don't know what we can do for you. I said, why don't you just give me one night in the desert? So nobody there. And I made sure everybody will sit two meters away. Guess what? Over 15,000 people show up. Many miracles happen. Every night increased until over 50,000. And they shut down the highway for two miles for us to share the gospel to over 50,000 people in Karachi. And now you can see, continue. You see, that's the road, that's the highway. So you see all the light in the middle, that's the meaning of the both side. Each side, three lane. So the six lane highway. And they sit down for us to preach the gospel. So when I do that, and the minister of religion came, and he sent somebody to come, he said, want to meet me. I'm very afraid, don't know what's going on. Because he don't want to come our place. He sit on the car outside the street. So two pastors walk with me over there. I greet him, I talk with him. So he asked, who are you? I saw all your fly, but I want to know who you. So I said, well, I was a Buddhist monk. I became a witch doctor. I went to the church. I think Jesus is the religion from the West. So I come to against them. But then he show up to me, all my 3,000 God ran away. So I give my life to him. He changed my life, he changed my family. He break all the curse. So I just give him tell story. So an hour I'll talk with the minister of religion. Of course, he's Muslim. So end of the story, I want to give him my book. And he said, no, I'm a Muslim. I cannot read Christian book. I said, no, this is not a Christian book. My book is my story, my testimony. He said, if that's your story, but not a Christian book, okay, I will take it. So he asked me to sign for him. And he said, if next year you want to come back, let me know. So last year, 22, I went back. And then... I have permission to do crusade, same thing. And the Minister of Justice, that like in American we call the uh, Justice Department, uh, DOZ, something like that in America. He come to see me. He sitting outside the car, he not come. Because the Muslim, they cannot come to Christian meeting. So two pastors walk me there to see him. I tell the same story. I give him the same book. He said the same thing. I continue to say the same thing. And finally, he asked me to sign the book. He said, next year, come back, let me know. 
So January of this year, I will be back. So this is the last weekend I'm here in America. I'm on the way to North Carolina, and then I fly out to Cambodia for one week. I go to Australia for one month. You cannot believe in the country. Witchcraft are working very hard now. Yeah. And from there, I go to back to Thailand and go to Malaysia and go to Nepal. And then I come back to US for one week and then I will go to uh, Germany. Oh, I'm telling you, Germany. In past 10 years, we planned 15 new churches. We got a lot of witchcraft there, a lot of yoga. I'm writing a book now called Super Yoga. I'm talking the power of Holy Spirit is over all other spirits. Yoga is a one meditation. And by the way, I just want to let you know what yoga means. Yoga, want to teach you there is a serpent, a snake, which inside you are sleeping. So yoga teach you how to wake up the snake. How dangerous. They did not know that where serpent come from. Yeah. And yoga, they would teach people position yourself to breathe it in, breathe it out for exercise. But no, deep in that, they would teach you how to empty yourself. You're able to communicate with the worst spirits. But that's very dangerous. In worst spirit, only three. Holy Spirit, man's spirit, the spirit he blow into our nose, and evil spirit, the spirit of fallen angel. So when man's spirit cannot communicate with Holy Spirit, you know what spirit they communicate in. So in my book, I will bring people from non-Christian perspective into a creator. From creator to savior. From savior to comforter. From comforter to spirit field life. And then spirit life to mission field life. And mission field life to victory life. So that's all about my book of super yoga. That's my next book, hopefully come out by next year. So I share with people over there. And next slide you will see. This is another crusade. Oh, that's the same crusade where I go, but different night. So when we reach to over 50,000 people, all the traffic will block. So the government said, okay, stop it. And now do on television, even better. Many neighbor country can watch on television. People at home, on the bus, everywhere they can watch on television. So I'll be back there this coming January to prepare for May to have a bigger crusade over there. Okay, next slide. This in Netherlands. During the time of COVID, all reformed church in Netherlands were closed. So our Bible school students, they active, they go out and share with people. They meet on the street, they meet on the garage. They start 31 new churches only in two years in Netherlands. So we have a privilege to come and preach for all the new converts over there. Next slide. This one, another part of Netherlands. Next one. Oh, this in Germany. You know where we meet? We met in a bar. You can see all the wine behind us. In Germany, afternoon, after finished work, everybody go to bar. I did not know that, but when I went to the border of Germany and Austria, there are many castles over there, so we come as tourists to watch the castle. But when I come to a high place, I start praying again with witchcraft. 
some people show up. They're witchcraft, they're practiced over there. So they show up, they argue, they yell and all that. So we're very gentle. I say, I'm a tourist. I come here to visit, to see the nice castle, and we pray for the peace, and they start fighting with her. So I speak with them, but inside my spirit take authority to buy all evil spirit within them. So after about an hour, we let her to the law, and she thought, oh, by the way, you need to come and see her. We have a meeting in the bar tonight. So we went to the bar. And I bring the team who come with me and we sing, like I mentioned this morning. When we worship in God, God have it present among the worship of his children. So when we worship, we paralyze all of the witchcraft there. And I start priests and I let them do the law. So we start the church in that bar. When we reach to 100 people, we have to move out because I can only have 80 people maximum. So we stuck another one there. So out of this bar, five churches already stuck out of this bar when they move around. That's happened in Germany. You see, we are worshiping a living God. I don't care in Africa, Asia, or even Europe, witchcraft still working there. But greater he is within us than they are within them. So that's what happened in Germany. Next one. This is in Nicaragua. When we come over there, just last year, no, the year before, 22, 21, 22, we went there. When we come, everything locked down. So I went to the mayor. I told him my story. He said, okay, if you want to bless our people, we give you one night stadium for free. But every people have to be two meters in front, on the right, on the left, and the back. So we have permission for 6,000 people in a big stadium. But we did. We did not know that he was there and monitor to see what we done. So at the end, he come and meet with us. Next slide, you will see. The man, I'm shaking hand, that's the mayor of city, allow us to you the stadium. At the first night, he saw, and he says, Reverend, from now on, until you leave, do whatever you want. So we have the stadium for whole week. And every night, the number increased. Many signs won a miracle. And that man, he the president candidate of Nicaragua. He invited come to his home to have dinner with him, pray over him. And he invited me on the national television to talk about Christ. He said, Reverend Paul, Nicaragua used to be Catholic country. But now we turn to socialism. We don't know how long it turned into communist. They need to hear from you. So I have two hours on national television in Nicaragua. And they allow me to come back again next year. Go to the next slide. Okay, now in Myanmar. I just mentioned a while ago, Myanmar is to call Burma. When military coup and they put all government elect people in jail, and military with gun take control. So they chase people run away. If any community not support military coup, they will chase them. And they ran away into the jungle. But I'm glad that I lead some young guy to the Lord, I disciple them. So when they run to the jungle, you can see they build the church in the jungle. You can see the community build the house to live there. And now do baptism, look the way how they do baptism. 
They have to live on the top of the mountain, so no any truck can bring military up there. We get very high. But when you do baptism, there is no water. So every member of the church have to walk all the way down to the bottom of the mountain and carry each person two gallons of water to come up and put on that plastic bag. And every deacon and elder have to carry five gallons of water to put on that plastic bag so they can baptize people. Next slide. In some area in the jungle, they baptize them either on the big board on the, my lap. You can see the pastor with a, a red T-shirt. He baptized this young guy in a big barn, and he put a plastic bag in the barn and put water in the same way people had to go and get water. So that's how they baptize. Another community, the pastor, baptized in the water barrel. That's how they baptize. So even in the jungle, in the mountain, no water, no safety, still the church of our living God are growing among the other people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, now they build a house for their pastor. And they choose to build the roof with a plastic bag. So when they need water baptism, they take off the pastor roof and put on the ground and put water in to baptize people in the jungle. Nobody on earth can prevent the growth of the church of living God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Next slide. Okay, now pray. What time we have to get out of here? Okay. Because I can speak to you tomorrow morning. But I'm not doing that for you tonight. No, 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 I'm not doing that. Because I want to spend time to pray for you, okay? So don't worry. When we go to pray, there are three levels. Of course, I have to teach this for a whole week, but tonight I don't have much time. I just give you a brief. Pray is three levels. Many Christians today pray, but they don't really not, not really pray. Some people come to beg in God. Oh, God, give me this, give me this, give me this, me, 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 I and my. But pray at three levels. In Old Testament, everybody only pray and worship in the outer court. Okay? Only the priest able to worship in the holy place. And the high priest will worship behind the curtain called most holy of holy of holies. Okay, that's three levels in Old Testament. But I thank God that we are born in the New Testament. Thank God. Why? Because if Old Testament, we only worship in the outer court only. But through the death of Jesus Christ, he teared out the curtains. So through Christ, he opened a new way through the curtain by his own body, and we become a priest. So we will be able to enter in the most holy place. So now how we apply that in our daily life? I give you a very short version, okay? I don't give long version or full version that I can come back sometime later to do a weekend conference to share with you how we can pray that all enemy will run away. And we can see revival among us. 
But now, we'll go back with this slide. We'll go back one. But okay, outer court, holy and most holy place. So you know all these three. Now let's go to the next slide. Pray in outer court. That means pray with congregation, pray with the church. I'm telling you to say to say many Christians in the West don't really know how to pray. Many of them begging God for their need, but they don't know how to pray. Pray more than begging God. I will walk you three level, and you will find out. Okay, pray with congregation. What that mean? That mean when you come together to pray. In the book of Acts, uh, when the prayer request were raised up, everybody lift up their voices at the one accord. Your musicians, you know, one accord is many notes. One accord, they mean everybody lift up their voices together. If you go to Asian, you go to Chinese church, Korean church, Vietnamese church, Malaysian church, you will see that prayer different. When the pastor say, okay, tonight we pray for Pastor Paul, that's on this weekend, he will go to meet with Billy Graham Association to prepare for the document movie about Pastor Paul's testimony as a uh, track to reach out Buddhist people. Okay, that's number one. Number two, pray for Pastor Paul and Ruth. They're on the way back to Asia to win souls during the time of Thanksgiving, New Year, Christmas, and New Year. So that's thing we need to pray for them. I said, okay, let's pray. Everybody lift up their voice. So the pastor will let them pray, and after they pray, for five minutes, he will ring the bell, ping, ping, ping. We use, you were surprised when you go over there, Korea, every church pastor have a bell on the podium. Why? Because if they pray five minutes and then pastor ring the bell, ping, 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 so they calm down. And he invite somebody will stand up and pray for that two things. So remember, you only pray for two things, he lead you. Don't pray for your great-grandmother, your uh, great-grandchildren, because the whole congregation don't know who you're talking about. So when you pray with congregation, if you pray for five minutes, I will pray with you. If you pray for more than five minutes, I will pray for you. Yeah. If you continue to pray, pray for 10 minutes, I will pray against you. <laughs> because some people don't know how to pray. When they pray for dinner on the table, they come from Florida to Washington, D.C., to Toronto, to Vancouver, to Washington State, to California, to Texas, and back here, all the children slept on the table already. They don't know how to pray. So you pray in creation. You must pray with something everybody know. Enjoy their heart with you. And agree with you, say amen, hallelujah. So that God pray in the outer court. Now, your great-grandmother, your great-grandchildren, your uncle, your auntie, you can pray for them. But bring them to your prayer closet. Now, American, you call war room. Where you intercessor. You pray for your beloved one. So that's 
level called holy place. In American, you call prayer closet. Now you have a new term called war room. That where you intercessor and fight for your beloved one. It's like morning I share with you how to pray for your beloved one by writing the name and fight for their salvation. So that's prayer in the holy place. So you're functioning as a priest to intercessor for your beloved one. But if you pray in outer court or you pray in holy place, you still pray according to your mind, according to your own language. And when you pray in your mind and your language, you only, when God do this for me, do this for me, do this for my family, do this, you're always begging. But Jesus, before he left his disciple, he said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from above. And when Holy Spirit come upon you, he will give you power, become a witness for him in your Jerusalem community, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the end of the earth. When you feel with Holy Spirit, he will make you become a witness from Wildwood to Florida to United States to North America and then to all the end of the earth. And then Holy Spirit come upon you, Rome 8, chapter 8, start from 26, Rome 8, 26. Holy Spirit will help you because you don't know how to pray to please God. Holy Spirit will come and help you, intercess for you in his own language that please God. Sometimes we don't know how to pray. Like last year, my wife and I, we were in Nicaragua. I preached to 15,000 people. So now every denomination, we start with five denominations, but after that, 25 denominations come together. So I decided to invite all the pastor, elder, deacon, bishop, all bishop come together. So I share with them about the power of Holy Spirit. If you feel the Holy Spirit, he will help you to intercessor. And when Holy Spirit dwell inside you, he will heal all your sickness. Because Rome 8.11 says, Holy Spirit raised the dead body of Jesus back to life. And now he dwell inside you. He will raise any dead body in your, any dead part in your body back to life again. So when you feel the Holy Spirit, you can receive healing. All right. 2020, Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, I and one of my disciples and my wife sit in the front of the computer for 62 hours, nonstop. We only take turn to go to the restroom and back. And we pray for more than 3,000 people filled with Holy Spirit and over 2,000 receive healing right away after they feel the Holy Spirit. That is the promise that God gave us. So when you pray in the most holy place, that's Holy Spirit pray through you. What it means? It means your spirit communicate directly with Holy Spirit. And he know how to pray to please God. 
So when you go to holy place, your spirit communicates directly with Holy Spirit. And guess what? Next slide you will see. You will receive fully anointing. What that mean? In the Old Testament, only three types of people receive anointing. Number one, the priest. Priest receive anointing. So that anointing is upward. What it mean? That means he receives anointing, so he's able to bring all the problem of the people up to God as the intercessor. And it's, and every one of us are called to be a priest, to intercessor, first for your family, for your church, for your nation, and for the world. Amen? Amen. Okay. So number one is priest. So if you pray, you need anointing. Or priest. Otherwise, all your begging reach to the ceiling and fall down. And you go home. Next week you come back, you cry out again, reach the ceiling, fall down. I'm telling you the truth. When I will pastor a church of 10,570 members, I mentioned this morning, after four years of my conversion, I have two service from Monday to Friday, morning and evening. I have service. Saturday, I have Three service, morning, afternoon, evening. Sunday, I have five service. And I told my people, I don't want any one of you come to church and whining and crying for your problem. You know why? When you come to church together, you need to celebrate. Celebrate the goodness of our God upon our lives, our family. If you have problem, yes, that's fine. But go to your life group, cell group, small group, where you bring all your problems and your small group, your cell group, your life group, pray for you and solve the problem there. On Sunday, you come to the church, you need to celebrate. If Sunday you come and everybody stand up and why do you know, pray for me, I'm problem, I'm attacking, everybody cry out, you scare the new coming so bad. You scare them to death. Because for six days of a week, they face with all the problems in their daily life. They come to church on Sunday, expect to find something better for them, and they hear all your problems, you scare them to death. They say, my goodness, I thought the church they have no problem. We come to cast out our problem. They have more problems than us. Why are joining them? You scare them to death. So that's why we are Christian, the one who follow Christ. The one that baptized, died, and buried our old man, stand up, and we declare, I live, but no longer me. Christ live within me. And you declare, Philip 121, for me to live in Christ, to die again. That's my slogan, so how I can overcome all the persecution. So when you feel with Holy Spirit, he will help you. And when you enter in the most holy place, number one, you receive the anointing of a priest to intercessor for other people, to pray for other people. Now, number two, you receive anointing of prophet. What that means? Some denominations that I don't believe, the gift of prophet. So they believe when you speak the word of God, is that prophet. Okay. I have no problem with that. But when you speak the word of God and the prophet to people, that will change the life of people. Does that word of God come to fulfill in the life of people? 
You see, all the we've got prophets, okay, but it go to fulfill. Amen. That's why we call prophets. So if you feel with Holy Spirit, when you speak the word of God to the people, Holy Spirit will move in their spirit. Hallelujah. And their soul, their mind, as well as their body. A prophet with the anointing of Holy Spirit, he will never, never, never say maybe or probably. A prophet Receive the anointing. He will say, surely, surely, I'm telling you, if I'm not going to speak again, in next three and a half months, will be no rain and no dew. And it's going to happen. Yeah. That's anointing prophet. I have many of my disciples only finished elementary school. But when they filled with Holy Spirit, they went out and preached, what the miracle take place. And even the president of high school have a doctor degree, come to believe in a young man only finished elementary school. He don't write properly Vietnamese, but because people saw the sigh, wonder, and miracle upon them. But I challenge all my disciples. They start with third grade, fourth grade in the village. Some of them, you read my book, you say, they never go to school. They don't know how to read and write. So I will teach them by picture. It's all in my book. If you don't get my book today, you can go to my website and order them. They don't know how to read and write. They never go to school. You know, they're mountain, mountain yard people. Never go to school. So I have to draw a picture and teach them every picture. And they win the soul and they teach them the same thing. But I force them to go to school. I train them. So all of the guys, the other day, Never go to school, now they have bachelor. Some have master degree. Because God wants us to increase our knowledge as well. Yeah. The more you have a knowledge, the more you can easily use the word of God to express to other people. So when you feel the Holy Spirit, as a prophet, you speak the word of God. And that word will reach to the spirit of people. Because you know that we are not dealing with flesh and blood. We are dealing, we deal with spirit. So when you speak the word of God, you need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Amen. To reach out the spirit of the people who listen to you. Okay. So that's number two. Now number three. King. In the old days, the king, he received anointing. So he able to command. You know, the king will never say please. He have anointing to command. So you remember Jesus, the king of kings, when he was on earth, he always functioning as a king authority. There are many stories in the whole Bible, New Testament. But I tell you two stories to remind you easy. One day, he and his disciple ministered to big crowd. In the afternoon, he feel tired. He told his disciples, okay, let's get on the boat to go to the other side and take a break. When they get out, the sword, and he went to sleep right away. He said, oh, come on, wake up, wake up. What's wrong? We're about to die. What's wrong? The storm. They expect, he said, my cry, oh, Father, we serve you and your people all day. We are so tired. We went to the break, and now you give up with the storm. 
no, 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 no. He didn't cry. He looked at the storm. And what did it? He command, be calm. The storm obey and calm down. Hallelujah. Well, another story you all know that when Lazarus was sick, so they sent a message to him. He did not show up. Four days later, he came. And Lazarus' sister ran to him and cried, Oh, master, if you were here four days ago, my brother wouldn't die. He's now dead and smells so bad they bury him already. Jesus walked by and said, Lazarus, come forth. What happened? What happened? Lazarus walked out. No argument, no discussion. Where there is a resurrection, will be no discussion. So, friend, let me tell you this. The Lord prepared everything for us. I told my disciple, if you crying and whining in the most holy place, it's all right. But the more you cry over there, the less you cry on the mission field. If you cry in most holy place, you won't cry in the mission field. Like in military, you have a saying in military, the more sweat in the boot camp, the less share blood in the battlefield. Right? So same thing with us as the soldier of Jesus Christ. If you spend time in most holy place, it's all right for you to cry over there with God. And then you receive fully anointing and you walk to the mission field you don't cry over there, but you can command Amen. to the devil, and they will flee away. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, any next slides? Any other slide there? Okay, if not, I want to spend time tonight to pray. And I love for all the prayer team of the church, come up there and ready to pray tonight for our brother and sister. I don't care what problem you are facing. I have the word of God in Psalm 56, verse 9. When we cry to our living God, all our enemies will turn back and run away. Tonight, I want all the enemy attack your body, your health, your family, your financial, Whatever, tonight, we need to cry out to our living God. And all the enemies will turn back and run away. If you have any problem in your daily life, if you are sickness, Jehovah Rapha, God our healer, will touch you. By the way, you know what? When we believe God, in the Christian we call Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Some people again, just, I don't care what they say. But Jehovah Rapha, our Father as healer. Jesus Christ, our Lord, when he will hang on the cross, the Bible says, through those stripes, he wore all our sickness. So Father healer, Son healer, and Holy Spirit. Rome 8.11. If you don't know, write it down. Rome 8.11. Rome 8, 11 says, Holy Spirit, he read the dead body 
of Jesus back to life. He now dwells inside you at the temple of Holy Spirit. He will raise up any dead part in your body back to life again. So we have Father's healer, Son of Savior's healer, Holy Spirit, Comforter's healer. So don't let the disease, the sickness, stop you from worshiping God. Stop you from witness to Jesus Christ and the living God. Amen? Amen. You have financial problem? That's enemy. God don't want you to be suffer with financial problem. Jesus was rich because of you and me. He become poor. So through he poor, we can become rich. Not rich to get a bigger car, bigger house, but rich to preach the gospel. Amen. You know, the gospel is free, but able to bring the gospel message to people is cost. Yeah. It's not free. Like for me, I travel many nations. It's not free. I don't have a free ticket on airline. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I have enough miles to get a free ticket. I pay a lot of more extra for 911, for um, subsidy of the gas fuel. All the free miles, I need to pay another about 35% of the ticket price. Nothing free. The water you drink is not free. People might think water free, but you go to the ocean, you might get free, but water, they run into your kitchen, it's not free. So when we bring the message, good message, good news to the people, it's cost. So that's why we need to be rich Amen. to bring the good news to the world. Amen. So if you have financial problem, tonight we pray a breakthrough. Because God wants to bless you with peace of your mind, healthy of your body, prosper of your financial, so you can be a blessing to the world. Yeah. I'm not going to promote the, what the term in American they call, uh, um, a prosper gospel, prosperity gospel, that was it. Well, if you prosper to be a blessing to other people, yeah. that's what God planned for. But if you are asked for blessing to be selfish, to get a bigger diamond, you don't save anybody. Amen. So you need to know that God wants to prosper you. You can be a greater blessing to the world. Amen. 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 So if that's just tonight, we pray for that. So I would like to invite all the prayer team. Would you please come in front?